I wonder why people develop kinks. Kinks. Yeah, like, how do people have, like, a shit fetish? Is it because their mother only hugged them while they were taking a shit? What? (laughs) That's such an extreme, like, (laughs) comparison. (laughs) I, again, maybe it's something that stems from their childhood. Maybe. I mean, that it, that's a possibility. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Hella Nostalgic, a podcast where we kick back and reminisce while recapping episodes of our favorite nostalgic television shows. I'm Monica. And I'm Sue. Today we will be recapping season one, episode nine of Degrassi, The Next Generation, Coming of Age. In this episode, Ashley feels suffocated in her relationship with Jimmy, but doesn't want to break up with him on his birthday. Meanwhile, in grade seven, Emma is dealing with a lot of mixed emotions, from crying while watching soap operas to angry outbursts about horoscopes. And no, it isn't Emma being shitty this time. It is PMS from her first period while wearing a white skirt. So usually I do the Billboard Top 40 Hits from the original air date, which is December 16th, 2001. But I saw that it was Nickelback and I just couldn't do it. I think you should explain why you don't want to do Nickelback. They sang Photograph. (laughs) I I just didn't have a favorite Nickelback song. So I couldn't pick one. They're all just too good. So I got this from mybirthdayhits.com. And the top song on December 16th, 2001 was You Got It Bad by Usher. Do you have a favorite Usher song? I don't have a favorite, but I do have like a really nostalgic Usher song, You Make Me Wanna. That was during that phase where he would dance while slowly taking off pieces of his clothing. Yeah, I had a crush on Usher when he came out. Yeah, I was obsessed with Usher during middle school. And I loved hella Usher songs. And I remember my best friend in sixth grade, she had LimeWire. If anybody doesn't know what LimeWire was, it was a file sharing program. I, that's where I downloaded most of my music illegally. But people from our sixth grade class would give my best friend playlists and she would burn CDs for them. Oh, and man. Yeah, I definitely had her downloading all the Usher songs. Near the end of the life of LimeWire, I remember it was somehow hacked, I think. So every single thing you downloaded from LimeWire was a shitty cover of some guy singing Torn. Anyway, Burn was my favorite Usher song with You Got It Bad being a close second. Uh, I wonder where Usher is nowadays. I remember Burn had me feeling sad about a relationship I never had. Speaking of relationships, let's talk about Jashley from Degrassi, The Next Generation. In this Degrassi episode, it is almost Jimmy's birthday. So him and Ashley, they have a dinner plan with Jimmy's parents And they're always working, so it's like a really special birthday for him. But basically, Ashley is feeling suffocated in their relationship because Jimmy's always at her house. He's had dinner with us eight days in a row. 
I know, poor me, my boyfriend and my parents actually get along. Yes, that must really suck. What I didn't get was, like, was that really the reason why she was feeling suffocated? At that age, I think it'll be too much for a girl to see her boyfriend at school and then at home. So I I get that, Ashley. I get her. Yeah, but why didn't she just tell him? Because they're middle schoolers. True. (laughs) I keep forgetting that. Later on, Ashley and Terry are outside and they're doing this love quiz from a magazine. Man, during my preteen years, I lived for magazines like Teen Beat, Tiger Beat, YM, Bop, J14. You know, all those magazines in the late 90s and early 2000s were just, you know, everything. But truly the best part were the posters, though. I wasn't allowed to put up posters in my room, though. That was such a big part of my adolescent years. I loved decorating my room. Well, I I shared it with my sister, so it wasn't just my room. Yeah, I remember your room. I was always jealous of you and your sister's room. Well, going back to quizzes, I recently took a quiz called What is Your Love Language? According to the quiz, receiving words of affirmation and acts of service is my love language, and gift-giving and physical touch is on the bottom of that list for me. I put in my notes that my love language is quality time and gift giving. What's quality time? Quality time. Oh, is that not like a a love language? No, I just got that. <laughs> I saw your note and I was like, "What's quality?" <laughs> I just got it. I literally thought it was a type of tea. Oh my god, that's my love language. (laughs) Serving this tea. It's very possible that your love language is based on what you may have lacked in your childhood. So words of affirmation. Yeah, that makes sense for me because I feel like my, my parents weren't very expressive. I think that's why words of affirmation is my love language. You know, I have been doing a lot of inner child work lately and shadow work. You have. I need to start doing that too. Something I have been trying to do when I feel these challenging emotions like anger or jealousy is confronting them by diving deeper into why I'm feeling this emotion. So instead of repressing them, I try to find the root cause of the emotion and hopefully learn from them. For example, let's just say I'm feeling angry and I ask myself, what is making me feel angry? And I'm just going to use this example. I'm angry because of my boyfriend. Okay, what did he do? Well, I'm angry at my boyfriend because he was, let's say, talking to another girl at the mall. Let's just use that example. Okay, so why did that bother me? It bothered me because I got jealous. Okay, why did this interaction make me jealous? Well, it made me jealous because the girl was really beautiful. Okay, but why did someone else's beauty make me jealous? Well, because I think that he's going to leave me for her. And with that, I can already see that, you know, I have insecurities within myself that can be affecting my relationship and now I know I need to work on my self-esteem and emotional independence I like that 
I mean, you could even keep diving deeper to see where that insecurity stems from. And usually it is from experiences in your childhood. It, it always leads back to your childhood, though. Yeah, exactly. Quality time. Does that stem from your childhood? I think so, yeah. yeah. But definitely just from my mom, at least. Mm-hmm. Like She's never really present. Like, she's physically present, but she's not all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's always just, her Her attention span is on something else. And then gift giving. I don't think that really stems from my childhood, though, because I think I was pretty spoiled. Back to Degrassi, Jimmy comes over and he says he wants to hear his girl's inner thoughts. Then he asks if he could come over for dinner. But then Ashley makes this excuse that Terry's going to come over for girls night. So Jimmy won't come over. But despite it being girls night, Jimmy still comes over Ashley's house to hang out with Toby. Just pretend I'm not even here. And then Ashley, she goes to complain to her mom about how Jimmy is always over for dinner. No, it's okay. We have enough. Jimmy is not staying for dinner. Okay. What's going on? Nothing. I'm just... I'm sick of him eating here every night. Well, we don't have to invite him. But I just feel bad for the kid. He's always alone. I wonder about his parents sometimes. Toby comes in and he overhears Ashley talking to Terry about how she's just about ready to break up with Jimmy. But the next day, it's Jimmy's birthday and his locker is decorated. And then there are girls chasing him around with silly string. He's, I guess, a popular guy at Degrassi. Oh, yeah. I think he's he's like a jock. Do you remember birthday celebrations in middle school and high school? Yeah, but it was mostly like balloon bouquets. That's how you know that your friends love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a summer birthday, so I, I don't know if my friends loved me. Toby then tells Jimmy that Ashley's feeling suffocated. It looked like Jimmy was about to beat Toby up, too. Dude, I literally thought the same thing. I was like, is he trying to intimidate Toby? Right? Like, poor Toby. Yeah, because he's, like, a foot taller than Toby. And he's, like, backing up onto him. Yelling, damn. After school, Ashley and Jimmy head over to Jimmy's house to have their lobster dinner with his very busy parents. (laughs) I feel like they did a really good job with having Jimmy's apartment look not very homey because it was all like cool colors and glass yeah i noticed that i didn't like it it was very clinical Mm -hmm. did they mention what jimmy's parents do i'm pretty sure his dad's a lawyer okay but jimmy gets a voice message from his mom saying that they're both stuck at work and they left money for pizza instead and Mm -hmm. i was really sad because jimmy got sad and he was really disappointed and then Ashley offers that maybe they should just have dinner at her house and Jimmy gets angry because he knows that Ashley was feeling suffocated because he was always over at her house. Jimmy he says that they should just break up and get it over with because he knows that she's feeling smothered. Can can we just forget this? It's your birthday. Oh I get it. You don't want to break up with me because it's my birthday? What is that like my birthday present? Jimmy... You want to break up, Ash? Then let's break up. Now. Okay? It's over. So go. Get out of here. 
So he breaks up with her. And I think that's mostly like that whole thing where like, oh, I'm going to break up with her before she can break up with me. He tells her to leave and she leaves crying. Jimmy is all alone in his apartment on his birthday, ordering a pizza for himself from a place that knows his usual order. Hi, Antonio. It's Jimmy. Yeah, the usual. Meeting pepperoni. Thanks. And Degrassi with the emotional background music. I I felt bad because I laughed when he... Well, no, when he picked up the phone, I thought he was going to call, like, Spinner or some other friend to vent. Uh-huh. But then when he said the usual medium pepperoni or whatever, I just started laughing so hard. I felt so bad for Jimmy, even when I first watched this episode hella long ago. Because, you know, Jimmy's the popular jock of the school, and he's Degrassi's it boy. Everyone likes him, it seems, because people are decorating his locker at school. Girls are chasing him around with silly string on his birthday. So he's like the man at school, but when he's when he comes home, he's all alone all the time. So I think that's why he was always going over to Ashley's house, right? Because mm-hmm. he gets a home-cooked meal there, and it feels more like a family unit. He is someone who seemingly has everything, but a strong family unit. So it made me sad then and even now to know a bit of Jimmy's home life and backstory it breaks my heart <laughs> I felt yeah. bad I think his love language is also quality time dude that was my next note oh really yeah Jimmy's <laughs> love language is quality time because he never yeah. gets any from his parents and that's why he's so clingy yeah but it goes back to yeah. your childhood y'all yeah see <laughs> I wonder if I'm clingy. I hope not. Hello, <laughs> uh, let's ask him. Ashley goes over to Jimmy to apologize for overreacting, and Jimmy apologizes for being suffocating. And then they hug, and Jimmy tells her that he loves her. I don't know. The way he said it broke my heart. Yeah. I like Ashley and Jimmy together here. Um, yeah, but I think if I were to ship. <laughs> a couple that's not even a couple it would be jimmy and um not Paige, the other one terry terry yeah jimmy and terry i would have loved them yeah it's just i think their personalities mesh well together they would have been cute but let's talk about the b plot yes. It starts off with Emma studying for a test while Sean reads Manny's horoscopes, and then Emma gets irritated as fuck. I found the coolest site yesterday. It shows how the positions of the stars affect your personality. Yeah, that's called astrology. Cool. I'm a Leo. What does it say about me? Uh, were you into horoscopes as a kid? Yeah, I'm still into them now. I guess we didn't really have internet when I was little. I would get the horoscopes from the Sunday newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a Sunday newspaper, me and my Lola would read them to each other. Yeah, I was definitely into horoscopes in middle school because my sister had books about it and I would like flip through it. And I think I stopped kind of being into it around high school. But here I am at 29 years old and I'm fucking with horoscopes again. I'm an Aquarius sun, Sagittarius moon, and Taurus rising. Thank you. But we find out that Manny was born in Manila, and she's a Leo. 
Yeah, she dropped Manila in there. Yeah. Was she really born in Manila? No. Like the actress? No, no she was she's born not, in Canada. Yeah, and she's, <laughs> she's not a Leo either. Um, But Emma snaps and she yells at them. And I think when I first watched this, I thought she was just jealous that Manny was talking to Sean. I don't know if you had the same thinking no i think if you didn't tell me this was about periods i would have thought the same thing okay yeah but i i was like she's pmsing so bad right now (laughs) yeah i was really annoyed by her like well she was kind of relatable for me like i get super irritated during my period calm down and let sean read his horoscope But back at her house, Emma is crying while watching soap operas and eating chips. <laughs> A mood, honestly. We're so small and the universe is so massive. We're just little specks floating alone. I too feel like an insignificant speck in this vast universe of infinite cosmos. Well, I mean, we are. Nothing matters. Emma's mom sees her and she goes to comfort her and they say they're going to go out for some retail therapy. Emma and Spike are walking at the mall and eating ice cream and this creepy, creepy man says, Ooh, I'd like a look at that. Excuse me? I'd like a look at your cone. Sue me. Spike rightfully goes off on this dude. Guess what? You don't talk to women like that, especially young women. It was a joke. I was just kidding. My daughter and I came here to shop, not to be harassed by some pig masquerading as a comedian. When you talk to women like that, it's scary. It makes us feel bad. Don't do it again. Spike, I think, was the first hella feminist mom on TV that stuck to me during childhood. And Emma's kind of embarrassed, but Spike tells her to never let a man make you feel bad for being female. Go off, queen. That was really good of her to say that. Yeah, and you can definitely see where Emma gets it. Like, her strong will. I wish I had that kind of person in my life when I was growing up. Just showing that it's okay to you know, be comfortable in your body. Oh, yeah. That you don't need to cover up or anything. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you have any creepy man stories where you wanted to say something or where you did say something? Uh, No, I, I never talked back to any of the cat calling. Yeah, I, I was just that one person that just ignored and kept walking away. I don't know if you feel this way too, but being raised by Filipino parents, we were always taught to respect our elders. And I fucking carried that all throughout my teen years and early 20s. So even when an old man hit on me and I was uncomfortable, I was always nice and respectful, even when it meant not maintaining my boundaries. It was my first job and I I was working with you. And I think I texted you. Uh, It was either my senior year of high school or I was just out of high school and this old man in a wheelchair. Do you remember that? No. He would come in. He would always come in. He would get yogurt and he would always, uh, you know, just have a small talk with me. And he was harmless for the most part. 
And mm-hmm. w- one day he mentioned that he wanted to take me out on a date. And he said that he knew he was just an old man, but it would make him very happy. And it made me uncomfortable. Oh, man. (laughs) But I also felt very bad for him because maybe he was just like a lonely guy. And again, it was that very Filipino part of me that just wanted to like respect my elders. So I told him, oh, you know, I'm always busy. (laughs) So it wasn't a yes. It wasn't a no. It was just a, oh, I'm busy all the time. But he still came in all the time, and I was still very nice to him. And you know how our story was just all glass walls? Mm-hmm. And usually there's only one of us working on a weekday night. Yeah. And then this dude, he comes by, and he just parks himself right in front of the store, right up on that glass, and he just watched me for like an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he wasn't smiling or waving. He was just, we're trying to get my attention. He was just watching me very obviously in front of the store for an hour oh i think i texted you and you're like come out with your the knife because <laughs> i was cutting I mean, that sounds like something i would say <laughs> yeah i texted you i was like no this guy is like he's just watching me cut fruit and you're like just turn around and show him the knife <laughs> You know, I didn't tell the managers, of course, because you know the managers, and they probably they're not have, gonna do nothing. Yeah, then they wouldn't have done shit. And a part of me also felt sorry for the guy, but I mm-hmm. wish I did say something. Back to Degrassi, Manny, JT, Emma, and Toby are for some reason sunbathing on a bench, <laughs> and I thought Sean- that was so hilarious. <laughs> it was Why? funny. I don't know. <laughs> But Sean comes up to apologize to Emma about the horoscope stuff, which I don't know why he had to apologize. But Emma says that she was sorry and asked if um, Sean can read her horoscopes. But then Emma gets up to go, but Manny quickly grabs her and has her sit down. Did you sit in something? So Emma gets her first period while wearing a white skirt. That's the worst thing to be wearing. Yep. Do you remember your first period? I do, and I didn't even feel it. Apparently, I was walking around school all day with a huge period stain. And nobody said anything? No, either no one said anything or no one noticed, because I I used to wear really baggy pants. Uh And, like, I, I don't think you can see the period stain Mm -hmm. just the the way I wore my pants it it just was a very I don't know it wasn't like skinny jeans or anything but after school I went Christmas shopping with my parents we were looking for a Christmas tree Mm -hmm. at Home Depot and like my dad he he playfully like kicks my butt with his foot Mm -hmm. and he was like ew did you poop your pants what is that and then like my mom like comes over and looks and she's like oh my god that's period blood (laughs) we went home we never got our tree for obvious reasons well luckily for my first period I got it at home I think I was in fourth or fifth grade and I had wiped and I just saw blood and then I called out to my mom and she told me how to use a pad and said that I was a woman now. And that's all I remember. Did your mom tell you, teach you anything? 
Yeah, like when we got home from Home Depot, she had like a little calendar planner booklet thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I was laying in bed because like I wasn't feeling well for some reason. And she just sits on the bed with me and she's like, this is how you track your period. Mm-hmm. And then she was just showing me how to mark off days on the calendar. I don't know. Is this like a Filipino mom thing or it might be just a young kid thing? But did your mom also not let you use tampons? Um, I don't even think I wanted to try tampons because I don't know. I didn't really understand them at the time. Yeah, my mom didn't let us use tampons because she personally never used them before and Mm. she she just didn't want to buy them because she's afraid she was afraid they would get stuck in our bodies yeah but so I didn't use tampons until I was in high school anyway back to (laughs) Durassi Manny she's a good friend because she covers Emma's butt all the way to the bathroom we should celebrate celebrate what exactly Becoming a woman, and you can get pregnant now. Oh, great. Can we celebrate by finding me a washroom? And I love the conversation between Paige and Emma. I was very glad it was Paige because I could only see Paige having that conversation with her. Hey, you'll get boobs now. Like I want boobs? You might at some point. They're actually really great. Emma, she mentions like, oh, I would have to get a pad at the office. And I remember in middle school, there, like, if you needed a pad from the office, it was like a skateboard. Manny and Emma have to do their book report in front of Mrs. Kwan's class. And Emma is wearing these gigantic shorts. And JT and Toby, they cannot contain themselves. And they keep interrupting their book report to make jokes about how Emma's shorts are big. And then Emma goes off and tells JT that she just got her period for the first time. Do you have a problem? Um, it's okay. We can just... Aww. Did Emmy pee her pants? No. I just got my period for the first time. Menstruation, you may have heard of it. Happens to owe 50% of the population. Perfectly natural. Nothing to be ashamed of, right, Miss Kwan? Absolutely right, Emma. JT and Toby, I think, are just shocked. And Sean seems, like, proud that she stood up for herself. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Emma, I guess, the next day is petitioning for a tampon dispenser in the girls' bathroom at school. And Paige goes over to sign it. I just want to point out that her furry blue jacket is wild. That was giving me 90s Clueless vibes. Yeah. She reminded me of, like, a Bratz doll or something. But Paige calls over Sean to try to embarrass Emma a bit. Hey, Sean, want to sign Emma's petition? for tampons he signs the petition and he says that if emma came up with it then it's got to be a good idea and i love sean and emma uh spoiler alert but they do become a couple okay this episode touched on a girl's first period and it was probably the first episode i've seen on television that ever even showed a period stain first periods can be tough Man, my boyfriend's daughter got her period last year at about 10 years old, and I wanted to do something a little more than what my mom did. Mm -hmm. So I created this first period basket for her, and it had different types of pads for her to try out, 
some period panties, a teen magazine to make her feel a little more grown up, some chocolate, a puberty book for kids, and a strawberry cheesecake. Oh, that's sweet. I did that for her to let her know that she can go to me about these things, but also make her first period experience as pleasant as it can get. But we all have our period horror stories. Sue, do you have any of those you wanted to share with this podcast? Yeah, I have two. That will be forever ingrained in my mind. It was in high school. It was my world history class. And we had really old desks where it was made out of wood, like very wooden chairs, Mm -hmm. like the type of desk that you can like carve your initials into. Uh And um, I guess my period was just really heavy that day. And after class, when I got up, I, I have a habit of looking at whatever I was sitting on whenever I'm on my period. And I looked and there was like a huge blood stain. Oh no. Like pressed into the wood. And then that class, thankfully, was the class before lunch. So the teacher left, everyone left, and like I got paper towels and tried to clean it off, but it wouldn't come off. So what I did was switch my chair. <laughs> with someone else like from across the room oh my god (laughs) the funny thing is that um my next class was in that same room Uh and like when I got back the guy that I switched chairs with was like what the fuck is this He started complaining to our teacher that there was blood on his chair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my my second period story, it, it happened recently, actually. I was in a public restroom. Mm-hmm. I forget where, probably at the mall or something. And I was changing my pad. And while I was changing my pad, I guess I was being too overzealous with uh, <laughs> with wrapping my pad up. Uh-huh. That like a couple of my blood clots, <laughs> a couple of my clots flung into the stall next to mine. Oh my god! And, and it was occupied. Like it landed right by her shoes. I don't know if like she even noticed. I don't think she noticed. Maybe she did, and she just didn't want to say anything. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was very obviously like in her stall within her eyesight I exited out there so fast I didn't want to make eye contact yeah that was the worst so I had my period like I said in fourth or fifth grade and do you remember outdoor ed did your Mm -hmm. school do that yeah so for our listeners outdoor ed was a week-long camping trip that the whole fifth grade class as well as the other fifth grade classes in other school district or in other schools within the district, they all went on the same camping trip. I was in Egrets. What about you? I don't remember. You don't remember? No. Egrets. <laughs> but yeah, I had my period during the week of outdoor ed, and it was a terrible and stressful oh, experience 
because yeah I literally remember waking up and having my sleeping bag just covered in blood because I had leaked through my pajamas (sighs) and and I'm pretty sure I only had one pair of pajamas and I remember one of the girls mentioning she was like oh there's something on your pants and I was like oh oh that's just old (laughs) oh man I I had to like I washed it in the bathroom and I just like folded it and hoped it would dry but it was just fucking terrible because the bathroom was outside of or the bathroom was in the cabin but the shower was a walk away from the cabin and the showers were yeah you don't remember no we had our showers connected to our cabin really I'm pretty sure we had to walk to the showers Mm. because the showers were shared between cabins and the cabins were separate separated between girls and boys so we had to shower with our cabin mates and to make it even worse it was a time shower like three yeah, or, like three or five minutes or something like that like how can we clean ourselves with our we swimsuits didn't. on yeah we had I, to do it with our swimsuits on yeah and, I remember that too mm-hmm. and I had no idea what to do because if I took out my pad then I would leak on I would leak onto my swimsuit until we got to the showers mm-hmm. so I just wore a new pad under my swimsuit and just showered but it was so stressful because it was timed I don't know I feel like having your period on a camping trip in fifth grade it sucked <laughs> did you tell your cabin leader no I didn't uh... I feel like they they probably would have made it a lot more manageable. (laughs) Yeah, I felt like the shower thing was the hardest thing because I didn't want to, like, wash myself and then, like, a blood clot would go. Right, and, like, with another girl in the shower with you, we were, we had to go into the shower stall in pairs. Oh, actually, you know, I think that that was what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I, I didn't, like, I felt like I couldn't wash myself properly. Yeah, I don't think I even tried during our shower time. I felt disgust. And and then you have to fucking dry yourself. And it's like, how am I going to put my pad on? Right. I hope they don't run it the same way they did back in the day. I hope not. Because girls yeah. are getting their periods a lot younger, too, now. Yeah, it's just not. I didn't understand the point of the time showers and sharing it. Yeah, that was so dumb. but I have a random memory from outer ed so for listeners we had cabin leaders they were high school students who volunteered to be in charge of a cabin and then we had naturalists who were hired by the camp and they would lead all the camp activities and I remember our naturalist was this hippie dude who played guitar this would not go down today in modern times but one night he came into our cabin when it was lights out so we were asleep And he never turned on the light and he just sat in the middle of our room and he started playing guitar and singing (laughs) like in the dark while we were sleeping. And it was like the saddest fucking song because I think it was about saying goodbye because it was the last night of uh, Outer Ed. Uh And then he just and then he leaves and the whole room is still dark and it's quiet. And then one girl just starts crying and then the whole cabin starts crying. And I think I was crying because I was sad because I didn't want to leave. And then the female uh, fifth grade teachers come in in our cabin and they hand us tissues. Did, did you guys do the night hike? We did, yeah. 
No, I was gonna say they they made us like do the night hike alone. Remember? Yeah, but it was only like a straight line. <laughs> yeah, but then there's this one girl that got lost though. How'd she get lost? She said there was a fork in the road. Oh, that's weird. Right? <laughs> what? Someone had to go find her, and she was sobbing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. She kept saying like it wasn't a straight line. What the heck? Which is weird. I wouldn't have known because I ran. Every podcast episode, me and Sue will pick our Degrassi callouts and Degrassi shoutouts. We're going to call out the worst character of the episode and shout out the best character of the episode. So who is your Degrassi callout for coming of age? Well, it was Ashley, but then you you mentioned she's in middle school and I keep forgetting that, (laughs) but let's just pretend (laughs) that you didn't remind me she was, she was in middle school. Yeah, it it would be Ashley. Really? Yeah, I don't know, like, I, I, I was hoping she would be more open about her feelings with Jimmy, but it makes sense given that she's still an adolescent but yeah I I can't really think of anyone else I mean your your call out makes sense I just didn't want to have the same call out oh you can if you want I don't care (laughs) but Um, yeah I'll just say Ashley okay yeah I don't think Ashley did anything I mean you can have your call out of course but yeah I don't think Ashley did anything wrong I think yeah she's kind of sneaky I don't know okay well my Degrassi call out was the creepy mole guy because it's like why are you being a pervert in front of a child and he was just so smug and I don't know like this guy probably went to the mall on his lunch break from his shitty nine to five and he's just hitting on women there because his wife can't stand to fuck him anymore (laughs) probably who is your Degrassi shout out for the episode I have two my first one is Manny oh yeah I thought she was being a really good friend for covering up Emma's ass and going out of her way to find pads and someone's gym shorts oh yeah yeah it looked like she came back with a bunch of stuff too yeah and spike for obvious reasons for calling out that guy at the mall mm-hmm. and letting emma know that it's okay to be female yeah yeah those two were definitely in my running for my degrassi shout out But I decided to go with Emma. And I thought, again, I thought she was pretty irritating to her friends in the beginning. And I felt personally offended when she said she wanted a career in something other than horoscopes. But she she stood up for herself and she dropped knowledge on the class. And I feel like that took guts. And I think that is why Sean seemed very surprised and impressed because she stood up for herself and she showed her maturity mm-hmm. so my Durassi shout out goes to Emma Nelson nice that's a nice shout out I came across an old Degrassi promo from the end and the tagline was Degrassi 100% intense so I thought this would 
be a fun new thing to do, but let's start giving all the Degrassi episodes we do an intensity rating. What would you give coming of age on the intensity rating? I would give it five tampons out of ten for (laughs) intensity. I'm here for it. I would give it a 30% intense rating. It's 30% intense, 70% crying while eating chips. It was more like 70% PMS. She (laughs) cried like for a few seconds. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) We want to know what's your love language. Drop us a comment on our Instagram at Podcast or email us at Podcast at gmail.com. We are also now on Twitter, so follow us at Nostalgic. We have a bonus episode coming out next week, a spooky Halloween special. We will be recapping some episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which Sue is watching for the first time, and sharing our own scary stories around the campfire. Sue will be sharing her true story about a phone call from the afterlife, and I will be sharing the story of my boyfriend's haunted house. You're not going to want to miss this. Come reminisce with me, Monica. And Sue. Next time on Helen Nostalgia.